What's good? What's up? What's Gucci? Welcome to the Minds of Gen Z, where we are going to be talking about some nasty stuff out with you guys. My name is Justin, and I got my two hosts over here. What everybody? My name is Luis, and we are an upcoming podcast coming straight out of Salt Lake City, Utah. Yes, sir. Yeah, baby, we're getting nasty. You're talking about tongue punching and dirt boxes and oh. sucking toes and oh. Oh, 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 my name is Alex. <laughs> Wait, not that nasty. Oh, now we good. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so, uh, yeah. So you know, as a, being a mind of Gen Z, uh, we we got this idea like out of nowhere, and I think we got it because we feel like people are. Like we're, this generation is kind of looked down on as kind of like the one that has it like too easy, you know. And it has something to do with like us being raised like in so much prosperity, you know. And um, I just feel like people in our generation need a different kind of voice from what's kind of like in a mainstream, like uh, yeah, those fucking Paul brothers, those fucking <laughs> scallywaggers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, honestly, we're just your average Joes, like you said, just three gentlemen over here just talking shit and trying to do whatever we do. We don't know what we're doing, to be honest, because we got three coffees in front of us. We got some soju. So people who don't know what soju is, it's uh, some Korean liquor, and we're just here trying to loosen up and just have a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, I can't drink, bro. It's on a contract with my girl. That's all right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pour up real quick with uh, me and Louise. Bro. <laughs> go ahead so how the fuck are we doing how are you guys doing i'm good bro what are you been what have you guys been up to not much hey come take this with me real quick <laughs> bro i've been doing homework like a motherfucker dude i feel like a zombie dude i'm just kicking it at home like eight hours a day yeah and how's, then, you? how's you it's hard it's hard bro how are you guys doing like dealing with COVID, how's that? How's that all going with you guys? It's been about a, what, a whole year with COVID around, dude. It sucks, bro. Just doing. Uh, well, actually, I went back to campus um, just this semester, but like summer semester and spring semester was all online, and fall semester actually. Actually, all last year was online. That shit is terrible. You know, it feels like I'm going to average college, but paying fucking top, <laughs> top line tuition, so it's kind of shitty, you know. But but I do get to like kick it at home. I don't have to commute anywhere, and that's I think that's what like sucks about like going like working and fucking commuting, dude. Especially during rush hour, especially here in Utah, since everyone's yeah. leaving California, since it's turning into a shithole or whatever. <laughs> everyone's coming to Utah, but they called the new. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> go ahead, keep going. <laughs> you know when you kind of look at your friends and you just kind of start laughing out and over. Yeah, that's what we're doing right now. We don't know what the hell's going on, but <laughs> we're going with it. <laughs> Bro, um, I want to thank Justin. Justin got the whole setup. Me and Lisa have been kind of like just uh, freeboating. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like, I got cool. this it's a team effort. We're this, good. <laughs> this place looks like professional. It looks so nice, you know. But it's like, uh, what do they call it? There's like a word when movies have, it's like, um, they have like crazy cinematic effects, but like they don't have any, uh, like the storyline sucks. It's called, um, ah, what the fuck is it called? It's like a theater term or what? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's basically supposed to mean that like you get like, you get, it's like that fat person that gets like all the, all the gear and they go to the gym and shit and they're like drenched like an alpha lead and shit, but like. Oh. But like they're fat you know and it's like and it's like uh and it, that's kind of how we are right now we got like all the gear and shit but we, we're kind of shitty podcasters well <laughs> pilot episode baby <laughs> we're noobs to the game yeah but you know like as as we're talking because this is our pilot episode we just want to introduce to you guys like we said about the mind of gen z i mean tell them by our title already i mean it's just a bunch of Gen Z kids over here just kind of getting a different perspective on what we think, right? And we just kind of out here just bullshitting and everything and just having a good time. Oh, yeah. What is Gen Z? Gen Z. Gen Z. Gen Z from our perspective. So our perspective is like the freaking, like, we're like the disenfranchised. We're like the normal Gen Zers. The ones that still have to go to school and fucking <laughs> work a job. and <laughs> We're like busy all the time. 
which is why I say fuck the Paw Brothers. Not because, I mean, they are kind of whack and shit, but like, I'm kind of jealous. That, <laughs> all this cloud shit. I'm like, dude, these guys have no talent. I'm like, how are they doing it out here? While my ass has to bust my ass like fucking 14 hours a day doing the same shit every day. But, but it's, um, I think that Gen Z is, it, it has like a problem because like from different generations from older generations when they see Gen Z I think they see people like like the super famous Instagram influencers you know like James Charles and the 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 Paw Brothers and (laughs) James Charles is your first person I only know about I only know about him because my my girl would always say uh, she would say some shit like um, what the fuck I don't know what his term is it's some no, it's like, oh, whatever. You know, it's just like, you know, and then I, I guess that guy invented it because I was saying it too. <laughs> you know, I'd say something and it'd be like, yeah, we can get some coffee or whatever. Or something like and she's like, you know, we made that up. I was like, no. And then she showed me the picture. I was like, oh, this dude. <laughs> but, um, uh, I mean, no offense, James Charles. I mean, I don't, I mean, he's, I don't know. What the it's cool, bro. It's Drop cool. It. It's, it's cool. cool. <laughs> song for the first time. Found love. Give me the little. <laughs> Oh, I got you. Ready? <laughs> it was just a joke. <laughs> we do it everything. <laughs> Where were we? Where were we? Oh, yeah, so yeah, basically this is supposed to be like the like the super uh, normal side of a uh, Gen Z, like the like the down to dirt blue collar version and perspective of everything that's going on. Because it seems like there's you know twenty twenty was a crazy ass year. Um, it felt like there was like a major event going on like every month especially here in utah like we had like the pandemic the earthquakes and then the earthquake and then the riots and the riots yeah (laughs) but the riots were going on everywhere but it it just hit us all at once because we had all three (laughs) dude it's dude it felt like the end of the world covid's telling us to stay inside the earthquake's telling us to go outside (laughs) dude (laughs) dude, that fucking earthquake was such a trip dude i was watching um the night before the earthquake hit uh i was watching 2012 (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah, it's last night and shit, and um, and this was like I think was it like in March when the earthquake hit. Yeah, March. yeah, yeah. So it was like the peak of like COVID, and everyone was like scared, like facing their own mortality and shit. And and I was kind of chilling, you know. I was trying to be as cool as possible, and then I watched this movie, and then like it really got into my head. I was like, oh shit, like this might be the end. And then I, <laughs> you know, I went to sleep, and then I wake up to the fucking house shaking, and I'm like, oh shit. I'm like on my bed. I'm like, dude, it's really happening. <laughs> I thought I was gonna like fucking fall into the hole, like the earth was just gonna open, and I was gonna fucking fall in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and um, I get up and like, and uh, my my mom runs outside, and there's like sirens, and my mom's like super religious, so she gets down on the floor and she starts praying. <laughs> and my mom's like, a, she's like a Catholic extremist. So she gets down on the floor and she starts praying, and she's like, God. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, like, I'm sorry. There's so much gay people. <laughs> you brought the apocalypse on us. Oh no no no! <laughs> hey, that's my mom. <laughs> oh, that's those old old school Catholics. So they don't give a fuck. Oh shit! <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we got past all that. We yeah. survived it. Some good stuff, good stuff. Did you guys get COVID? No, nah, bro. No. Nah. Nah. I mean, you know, it is a pandemic, so I mean, eventually I feel like everyone will get it. And if you don't get it, I mean, I feel like you're lucky. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, I mean, everyone I've almost like, everyone I've come in contact with has already had it. Or, you know, this is weird already, but it's weird. It's, I feel like our group of friends, I mean, unless someone's not saying something, but I feel like we're all pretty good. Well, what, you know? Uh, well, uh, who got it? Sunny got it, right? He got really sick. Oh, yeah. Sunny's yeah. a smoker, though. D-Boy, too. D-Boy got it. D-Boy oh, yeah. got it, like, two weeks ago. Oh, so Yeah, D-boy. but his was bad. But well, other than that, I think everyone's chilling, you know? Salad and Tito got it, too, but they had no uh, Oh, they symptoms. had no symptoms. Yeah. I think I got it back. To be honest, I think I got it back in, what, 20, 2019, October. I got it. I, I honestly like, thought it was... I bet it was here already. Yeah, because I've know? never been that sick. Yeah, I exactly. Got, I got really, really sick back in 2019, October. I was, like, dying. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think like, you told me about it. Yeah, bro. it was like the same symptoms. Everybody was getting COVID, so I think I got it back then. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I've been taking cold showers. Apparently, if you take cold showers, like your chances of getting sick oh, diminish yeah. by like thirty percent. Then you put that on your story. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Li- oh, I have a question for you guys. What do you guys think about the vaccine? 
what do you, what is your perspective on it or uh, are you gonna get it when it when it's available to us or what what, what do you think dude i'm gonna wait for the fucking test dummies to go first yeah yeah, yeah. People, i was thinking that so you know how they always yeah. got that first bad batch and then <laughs> once people's <laughs> dicks start falling off and <laughs> <laughs> Then after that, yeah, yeah, let the, then uh, then, then we'll go in. But I think yeah, <laughs> th- there's a thing to it though, because like there's there's a thing with the economy, right? So essentially, I, f- I think the 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 thing that you know politics or like politicians are trying to push on us is if everybody gets the vaccine, then we'll be able to open up the country again, and then the economy will start you know working up again. Um, so I think that's that's the good side of it. But at the same time, there's like all this. Yeah, everyone's very uncertain about it, and because we're so uncertain about everything that's going on, there's a lot of uh, conspiracy going on about what the vaccine could be. Yeah, you know, and then, and you know, nobody really knows though. It's it's all just in the air and shit. Uh-huh. There's people talking about like they're gonna sterilize us. <laughs> it's all yeah. like this uh, population control type thing. So I don't know, like, uh, but. I feel like it would be good for people to get it if it means that the country is going to open up again because how we're doing it right now doesn't seem sustainable long term. Like people, are, like the government's just printing money. Yeah. Like there's the fucking. I I don't know how much the GDP is at right now, but like it it can't be good. You know? Yeah. And uh, it's 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 a little freaky. I think I'm more freaked out on that side than the actual uh, conspiracies surrounding um this vaccine you know because i don't even know what's in it i heard that it was uh, supposed to be like uh t-cells in it and t-cells uh, i think they i think they come in like in your white blood cells and it's supposed to like boost up like your immune system essentially yeah. so they're not actually putting any of the coven or the SARS in you it's it's just like fucking steroids for your immune system uh-huh. apparently that's but i don't know um are you guys thinking about getting it i don't know like so obviously like you hear people who are able to get it right now right and then they'll tell you like the first symptoms that they have is, it feels like covid well i mean like of course how's your body going to be able to react to something that's never had so i don't know i mean for me like you said i'm gonna let the bad batch go first <laughs> see what happens to them and then when they finally get everything figured out i'll probably you know end up getting it but i mean it, it kind of sucks when you're like online or you're reading something and it says like 95% effective. It's like, okay, what about the other five, you know? What are you going to give us 100? And it's like, I'm no expert or anything, but like, you know, even at like the second, it's like we're, we're looking up stuff because we don't know exactly what everything is, you know? Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Luis? Well, I think the, just hearing about, the, this was the fastest um, vaccine ever made, right? What is that? About under yeah. under a year. Under yeah, a year. Yeah, it's uh, about under a year. I think this is the fastest vaccine that's ever been made. So uh, I think the last vaccine was for, uh, what was the last big uh, vaccine they made? Was it the H1N? I, I don't know what it was, but I think they uh, took them like two years. I don't know. Two, three years. Fucking swine flu or something. Yeah, something like that. So I got swine flu, dude. That shit was terrible. I mean, Damn, yeah. for real? Yeah, I had that shit for five days, bro. That's some Felt bad like luck, bro. Dude, and I was like, uh, this was like in ninth grade. It was, uh, remember for that one Christmas dance that we had at Hunter Jr.? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't go to that Christmas dance. I was so sad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was, like, dying in the fucking cafeteria. And, like, all the homies were like, eating next to me shit. Because we'd all eat, like, on the same table. And then, yeah, I just got home. And the doctor was like, well, my mom took me to the doctor. She's like, yeah, you're lucky you came in. Because it was, like, at the peak of, like, the whole swine flu. He's like, if you would have waited two more days, you would have been uncurable. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> well... Good thing that shit passed, you know. Yeah, I survived a swine flu, man. But uh, the fastest vaccine in history that's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, so it's kind of like, yeah, it's still a little iffy right now, so yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty uh, good you, with like, that. What was it like five, six years back? We also got to remember the technology mm-hmm. has come away from then, so that could help too, but that's still. Yeah, bro. I'd still be kind of iffy on it too. I think I'll stick to cold showers and Wim Hof method breathing and uh, wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wear it over your nose and That's your mouth. Fucking no. not your fucking eyes. <laughs> That's like, hey, y'all ever go to Walmart and someone's trying to talk to you and uh, mm-hmm. their mask is up? 
by their nose or by their eyes and they're like, hey, can you show me? It's like, Dude, apparently, like, the, <laughs> apparently the fucking, the surgical masks, the blue ones that everyone wears, uh, um, aren't tested against COVID. They're like, they're not supposed to be very effective against it. Nope. So, uh, but I mean, it must knows, huh? still let, cover something, you know? Yeah. The, the people that get me are like the, <laughs> the fucking Previously, extreme the conservatives. Vaccine to go from development to deployment was the mumps vaccine in 1960s. In the 1960s, which took about four years. Man, that sucks. See, this vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the SARS-CoV-2, which is COVID-19 vaccine, took less than 12 months. Shit, well, with all this freaking COVID stuff going on, this is honestly why we started a podcast, because, I mean, what else is everyone else doing right now? Nothing, you know? So, I mean, screw that shit, but... Other than school and work. Yeah. Well, besides COVID, you know, I think we should give them something interesting to talk about. Hey, I was was on Instagram, and I did kind of like a question, like a poll and everything, just to get other people's perspective on uh, what we should talk about. And the first thing that we're going to be talking about today on instagram we got dating <laughs> and my <laughs> yes sir <laughs> no! dating in the minds of gen z dating <laughs> dating in the modern day and this is a this is an interesting topic actually not really i mean we all have dated but i mean hey. it's probably more one of the funner topics no i like it i mean dating we, yeah justin definitely likes it and they don't call him the love doctor for nothing <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> got all my drive messages out there leaving me on scene <laughs> bro bro uh <laughs> bro uh okay so for those that don't know justin came back from a, a mission like <laughs> Was it two years ago? Yeah, it was about two years ago. And uh, when from he came Korea. back, he came back from Korea. The dude was fucking K-pop as fuck. Dude, hey, bro, you came back a transformed man, dude. You were a righteous man. Was a man. holy man, bro. Oh, yeah. A monk, yeah. a monk in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I didn't see you forever. And then I see you like a year after. You're all tatted up and shit. <laughs> you got a fucking yeah. Lexus. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what's going on? And then, so how was that for you, bro? How was that transformation? Yeah, I mean, before we dive in, I think that's that's pretty actually good that you brought it up. I think for me, you know, so um, my actually my family we grew up um, Buddhist, and then we moved over, and then my parents um, met some you know missionaries and stuff, and moved to Utah because we we're originally from California. <clears throat> and uh, I was uh, born and raised LDS because my parents were uh, converted and everything, right? So, I mean, LDS in Utah doesn't really get a good rep just because, I mean, you know, I mean, Mormons, if you don't know what LDS is, right? And it's Polygamy. just, yeah, like me, <laughs> this, that, that, yeah. And like, you know, no disrespect or anything, like, I, I, I enjoyed it, you know, I served a mission and everyone thinks, you know, like, oh, when you serve a mission, you need to give yourself to God. And you need to transform your life and forget everything. Forget, you know, what your friends are, your old friends were that are not LDS and stuff, right? So you kind of leave that all behind. You go on a mission, which was still honestly a really good experience, you know, and you still, you learn things out there that you can't learn anywhere, right? So <clears throat> that being said, it's like you go out there for two years. But before that, it's like, uh, I mean, even to go into like the topic of dating, it's like I before I left, I was talking to a girl, and my friend was talking to a girl, and you know I had all my boys that you know we had like a like a car group. This is the same group that we're uh, chilling with now, but like it's like I kind of like let that all behind because I was focused on serving God, God, God. Right then, I leave on my mission, and I like you said, it was like a monk. It's just like you know straight God. I came back. And I had the same group of friends, and it was it was it was still good, you know. Same girl, <laughs> everything like that. Same girl, like they came over to come see me and everything, and like it, it was it was still good to keep up that. Oh God, you know I'm a, I'm a holy man, you know, try to transform yourself. But in reality, they're your friends at first because they already know how you are, right? It's just the things you learn it, what is what changes you. But the thing is, when you come back into your bubble, you know, your natural man, I guess you can say, 
you start showing your real self, right? I never even hit it, you know? I, I, I love serving a mission, everything was great, but I love doing what I'm doing, right? Like, I drink every, I drink occasionally and everything, but that's that's what's what's so bad about drinking. But there, I'm out here teaching. It's just not necessarily like, oh, doing God's will, you know? But in reality, we're all just human. We love doing what we're doing, and you know, I'm just a natural man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's it's great. It's crazy because like looking at religion, it's it's almost like it's trying to pull you, well, not exactly pull you away, but it's what I've seen from studying different religions, um, like the Hindu text and uh, Buddhism and a lot of different uh, denominations of Christianity is that you're like trying to transcend away from that what makes you human you know mm-hmm. like your, your your natural human drives like your need for like hunger and sex and um your pleasure appetite you know exactly. certain yeah, foods yeah, and stuff. yeah yeah um and uh basically like what i've seen that's i think that's universal for most religions you know and i think what makes uh, certain people like actually actual holy men or gurus is that they're able to completely not suppress all that, but like they transform it into just like some different type of energy, you know. Essentially, they're just like you say, like they're married to God, you know. But I, I think it's very hard to do that in our specific culture and our, yeah, our yeah, specific yeah, sure. age, you know. We're fucking, we're young dudes. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, we still make mistakes, right? So, I mean, even me going on a mission, coming back at what, 21, I'm still so young and I still make mistakes, right? But I swear anyone got a problem they can come square up with me right now <laughs> oh, <laughs> but no but like i said i still respect you know the lds religion and you know every once in a while i'll still go to church with my mom and Are my dad and stuff, LDS? right me yeah um i would say <laughs> I, I want to say take a look Ponte, still <laughs> uh, i don't know I don't know uh, <laughs> no but like you know i still respect it and everything but <laughs> I, I i do feel like it's bubbleized you know religion is a bubble you are born into this religion right then you get you get taught don't do this don't have sex don't do this this is bad then you go see someone else who does it but their life is normal yeah they and then we get scared or like whoa whoa you had sex before marriage are you are you crazy (laughs) and then the guy's like dude i'm fine like and then you realize the better person is him because he's never judged anyone but there you are yeah right a man of god and you are judging him yeah mm-hmm. yeah religion is filled with a lot it's of a conceit. bubble bro it's yeah. a bubble once you step out of that bubble and you enter the world it, you can see how beautiful it is you just can't just look up all the negative things right and yeah. that's just like my group of friends i never actually grew up with just lds people so i already knew how you know the world works and everything and just you know we're not perfect people like you said but you got to choose who you want to be because at the end you're the only person that's going to be happy yeah absolutely that's kind of that, that was i had a similar thing with uh stepping out of the catholic church you know it was, it was a little bit um it's hard because when you go to church on sunday and you're listening to the sermon um it's almost like a lot of it is uh, kind of like fear-based. You know, it's like you don't yeah. want to step out because if you step out, it's heresy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you're fucking condemned to hell. So for a long time, I was like, holy shit, I don't know if I should look at like the Bible Gita or like read the Four Noble Truths or any of that because yeah. then, oh, fuck, I'm going to get raped by fucking Satan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, be like but, Jonah Hill and this is the end. <laughs> dude, fucking tongue, tongue punch in the dirt box. But... <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, once you do it, once you uh, build the courage, I mean, if you are in that specific, like, you're heavily invested into one specific religion, and that's mm-hmm. the only thing that you've ever known, stepping out of that bubble, like, even just reading a book on something else can have a deep impact on you. I don't think there's anything bad with it, and I think that the more knowledge we can attain about not only, like, different religions, but about, like, um, just science, really, uh and reality and all kinds of different principles and knowledge and the better people we will become you know because if you're stuck like in dogma uh, like you were saying like you you do a lot of uh it's filled with conceit like with this idea that you're better than other people because you've yeah, saved yourself no, exactly mm-hmm. or because you go to church every sunday or because you do this and that you know and you you uh in a sense you kind of look down on people 
when that's not supposed to be the teaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the teaching of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it gets wrapped up in this stuff, so. Yeah, what do you, what do you think, Louis? I, I know you... Uh, I used to go to church I, I, every I Sunday. I see you uh, praying every time we eat and stuff, but I mean, you know. like I, To me, religion... Uh, Religion doesn't matter to me. Like it's just like a, as long as you believe in something, that's all you like. Exactly. I think religion should just be like it's kind of like a I guess it seems like a group that you could pertain to. Yeah. But I just not like it's just like religion is just a big it's a big uh, Alice in Wonderland. Hole. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's it's very it's it is a sensitive topic, like I yeah. said, but but to me like i don't i don't care what religion you know i don't care if yeah what yeah you yeah believe in. Like it, it's, it's mm-hmm. the person you are yourself that's that's what, that's what i that's what i feel like our group of friends we we might mess around and bullshit you know but at the end of the day we all just respect each other because yeah, like well we got we got a big ass group of friends and we had what friends giving yeah. we still you know put our hands together and we all prayed you yeah. know because at the end of the day it's just out of respect of yeah. each other right you know and uh you know, and it's not only like our particular, like I think I think like the people that we all hang out with are just uh-huh. like a bunch of different like races and you know like we got a like pretty Asians, diverse group. Got, like a bunch of Latinos, mm-hmm. Polys, Polys, yeah, white people, like Asian. yeah, it's like all over the place, you know. And, and talking about like the topic of religion kind of brings me into like how the how the environment feels right now because a lot of what's going on, um, you know, between specifically like in politics with like people who are very like left wing and right winged. And you see it like all over Facebook and Twitter, people are just bashing each other, like uh-huh. because of the election, because of the riots, because of people breaking into the Capitol Hill. Like people are just bashing in one another, and that same um, that same level of conceit is is taking place. You know, where one person thinks that they have the right idea, and that happens because they're so deeply involved, they're so invested into their specific ideology yeah. that yep. they can't. They can't see the other side, you know? And I think that in order to be able um, to even try to understand the other side, you have to be able to, like, let go of your of any bias that you might have. Like, if yeah. you're going to have a conversation, don't start the conversation by bashing this other guy, you know? Don't call this guy an idiot because uh-huh. he's fucking, I don't know, he wears, like, a Black Lives Matter shirt or something, you know? Or don't call yeah, this guy yeah. an idiot because he has a Trump <laughs> hat, you know? That's not the way you start a conversation. You want to try to understand it first and then you want to reply to their points not to yeah. them as an individual because you don't know individuals you know and that's mm-hmm. and i think that's i don't know it's, it's weird man this this whole environment is weird you'd think that people would be more understanding but they're not you know but yeah, yeah it's weird it's like what the fuck i mean is going i think on? universal wise if in christianity at least it's you know what love one another as god has loved you so why are we out here oh man you're you're a faggot right you're gay and it's like to me to be honest i don't have a problem with that you know i respect anyone and who is anyone you know it's just up to you it has to be at the end of the day what type of person you're gonna be right because it's like you know what whatever you believe in someone has to believe in something because that gives them comfort, right? Whether you believe in God, Allah, this or that. It's just like believing in something gives you hope throughout mm-hmm. the day. So you shouldn't go and like bring that person down, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, going mm-hmm. back to that, it's just like I was talking to some person and it's a, they were like on the same page as me. Like They're like, oh yeah, like religion doesn't like it. Doesn't, I don't think that matters as long as you believe in something. But then this person told me that if you drink alcohol, mm. You cannot be close to God. Oh. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? I was like, just, so just because you drink alcohol, you can't be close to God? Yeah, yeah. You're a bad person or what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I was like, ah. Yeah, and I, I think that takes a lot to understand, you know, about, you know, being one with religion. Like I said, because religion is so sensitive that you say one bad one thing could hurt someone's feelings, right? But it takes a lot for someone to understand what religion is, what it should be, right? It's like we have some families. Honestly, we have some families that are like, hey, if you drink, leave. You know what I'm saying? But then you go over like one of the homies' house or something, and then their family's drinking and having a good time, and then they're praising God on Sunday. And it's like, damn, that's, 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 that's where I'm trying to go. It's, 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 you know? Well, I think it's just like what you said, though. Like, um, 
say like, say a person that doesn't drink she's always here like this person is judging everybody yeah yeah like you said you're you're a person of god uh, right? but you're over here judging all of it. that person does this that person does yeah that. yeah and then you said that there could be somebody that does drink and they don't like yeah they don't judge anybody they're that's just what i'm doing saying they're, they're the ones that you're like yeah oh, wow but you're not looking at yourself right yeah they need to get smacked with a fucking eight of shrooms <laughs> just destroy their yeah. ego yeah that's why you know it really did take me honestly i think my group of friends is like they've honestly helped me a lot just because honestly bro when i when i first came back i if you were an lds i didn't want to date you I, I took this girl I feel so bad right now if you're listening LDS to this I'm so sorry but I mean like I, I, I feel so bad but like so I took out this one girl and like it was going good like we knew each other in high school it was going good I was like hell yeah this is dope and then I don't know what happened clicked my head like just like that it was like she's not LDS you can't date her the fuck? you're not gonna be able to get married to her right cause oh, damn. being LDS means being married in the temple and all those different ordinances and everything yeah. but I mean it's cool but like I was like, so I told her straight up, I was like, hey, I don't think this is going to work. And she texted me, bro. She said, um, I don't, she's like, no, I, I, if, if, if it's me, not like, not really talking about God, I, I can talk about God more. Like I just didn't, and I was like, this ain't going to work. Sorry, skirt, both. Yeah. Right after that, uh, some people call it a downslope or downhill in my life. I call it a fucking amazing. <laughs> I feel like I found myself and I was like, saw all my homies, you know, and I was like, oh man, like. I need to be me, right? Yeah. And then I started dating girls that were not LDS, and they were so kind and sweet and this and uh -huh. that. And I started getting tatted up. And, and in my head, bro, I said, I can't date a girl who has tattoos because it's not meant. It's not gonna, bro, I'm tatted up to the chest of my whole arm. It's yeah. like, you know, and that now I feel like, you know, even if they do see me now, they're like, damn, like, it could have worked out, but man, what a dick, you know? And yeah. it's like, honestly, it's like, I'm sorry. Now, if I could go back, I'd say sorry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's there, what I'm saying. There, there's, a, there's beauty in that, though, that you you were able to find yourself, you know? And mm -hmm. uh, it's funny that you were saying that, like, some people, like, called it a downslope in your life. Mm -hmm. And because, um, like, if you think about it, like, like people don't want you to change because they've always you've always been some type of way and they've always been able to relate to you being that type of way but exactly. you changing means that they also have to change in you know the way that they address you and the the way that they speak to you yeah um and i think people just don't like change and stuff but that does something to let's say let's say you were to build this yeah, let's say you were to build this identity like you were just going to be strict super strict lds person you know but like in the back of your mind you had like this idea that like this isn't really you you know exactly yeah and um uh, duncan trussell the comedian talks about this a lot how a lot of people's identity is, is built around an ideology that mm -hmm. isn't them and their fucking their personality is built all tweaked up which is like sometimes i don't know if you guys have met like people that are like uh um, there's there's uh, people that have uh, what's called like glimpse charms where they're like really they're very charming but you can tell like there's almost like this deadening in their eye like you can tell like they're very fake and superficial have yeah. you guys met people like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yep, like yep, yep. yeah um and it's this idea of like building like your personality in a wrong way and and that well like in a way that isn't true to yourself you know and that sometimes the, the only remedy to that is getting some sort of, of break like in your ego and the, the way that he talked he talked about it like in a way in it's, it's funny that we're talking about dating because he talked about it that like when you get your heart broken um uh getting your heart broken and this person that you identify with leaving you or you yeah. leaving them what that does it is that it breaks your sense of self your ego yeah and what that happens that what that does is that it lets room for the real you to creep out of that void exactly you know? yeah and then from that then you could move forward and grow and um i think it's 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 beautiful but like sometimes people need that cracking and it mm -hmm. could be through heartbreak some people need like some people go through like fucking psychotic breakdowns like they're just like they just can't take it anymore and they just they just collapse and mm -hmm. shit. like they just lose their mind so other people like like take like fucking super heavy doses of some sort of psychedelic and they yeah, just, yeah. just lose their mind and they come back and they're like whoa what was that that i was doing like that wasn't me <laughs> exactly yeah and i think that's that's also like a really good point it's just like during that time like i said i was talking to honestly like every girl i 
every girl I talked to, I told you I, I turned them down because I was like, dude, you're not LDS at the end of the day, you know? So, like, sorry to you freaking 20 or 30 freaking that I went on dates with. But, like, at the same time, it's like, because I did that, it helped me, right? It helped me find out who I really was. And it was like, oh, this is who I need to be because at some point, like you said, some people have meltdowns, right? I didn't have a meltdown or anything because... I had people around me already that were like good friends that were like, oh, no, nah, bro, you know, we messing around. You're, you know, it's cool. This is whatever. Yeah. But you got to take that step yourself. And you need to realize before it eats you up and you keep lying to yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I'm not going to drink, bro. Bro, you were drinking last week. It's like, oh, bro, I'm not going to do this. Oh, but we just saw you do it. You know, it's like, don't be fake. And, you know, I hope it helps someone else that's also, that was in my situation, right? Because it's not just me, but we have a lot of people that are returned missionaries that come back and they're, they they basically turn out like me, but the only thing is that they're hiding it. And uh -huh. that shit eats them inside. Ooh. Yeah, it eats them bad. Some of, some of them kill each other. They, they kill themselves, I mean, you Jesus know, and, it, and it's sad, but that's what religion does. That's that bubble. Well, right? it's, it's not only religion. I mean, like, it's just like building like it's just holding shame about something that you do. Shame. It's shame. You have to be able to accept whatever that you do, you know? Let's say you have, like, an addiction, right, to whatever it is, like... Opioids. Like that's opioids. something we deal with a lot in Utah. Yeah, and, uh, and you're so... Yeah, you're fucking pill popper, and you're so shameful, and nobody knows about it. Nobody... Well, cause, because nobody knows about it, and you carry this, this... You carry yourself in a specific way, you're so shameful about that, and that doesn't allow you to move forward in actually accepting it, and then from there being able to you know step forward and asking someone for help because yeah, they're yeah. trying to hide it yeah exactly so uh yeah that's crazy that that happens you know i didn't know that was yeah no i'm, I'm honestly glad you brought that up and it kind of steered that way because you know that's probably something i've always been like oh maybe you know no one ever brings it up i'm not gonna say nothing <laughs> but like I, i've never lied you know i've never lied in like that way you know i've been true oh you served a mission yeah i did <laughs> it's like you know it's like you know it's like uh, what is there to lie about that's you know? good though i mean that's not i shit i'd be proud to say that i sure have missing freaking korea yeah that's what King i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little about yourself louise so yeah. i didn't hear too much about you what tell me a little bit about dating or something like that you know i feel like dating. i love give a little bit of my perspective dating ah <laughs> uh, what do we want to talk about dating my perspective on dating this generation it is pretty toxic yeah. yeah that's that's it's a toxic. good word yeah that's, that is, that's a good word that that sums up a lot of it i think yeah. i think yeah yeah because <laughs> like that's like what you hear now like you go on social media like oh i want a toxic i want a toxic girl i want a toxic isn't guys. that so weird yeah yeah it's like everybody's like let's be toxic together yeah, it's like toxic <laughs> together it's like it's like what that's is that, is that what we really want it's yeah like, right. in my perspective i've been through it and i don't want that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i think it runs a little bit deeper than like the i mean that has to be something with something you know so if we dig deeper be behind that you could say like well people want people that are like them you know <laughs> and why are people toxic we could say well it's because of their parents okay and like what what else could be happening in their life that is making them behave in the way that they feel bad about themselves and a lot of it could be uh, pointed at like social media man because like, you're fucking scrolling through yeah, people's yeah. highlight reels and you just yeah. feel shitty about your own situation mm -hmm. about your life and you can't come to terms with the person that you are you know that that whole key of acceptance it's missing mm -hmm. you're feeling shameful about who you are because you aren't like whoever else you know yeah and i think that's that's like the the underlying symptom and what makes people toxic you yeah. know and obviously like a shitty upbringing and having shitty parents or a shitty parents um fucking i mean we're being pretty ch you know chill on alcohol you know but there's like a certain limit where like alcohol uh, there's this thing that russell brand talks about where he's talking about drinking he's like yeah at first it was fun and then it was fun with problems and then it was just problems yeah. you know so there's a fine line that you have to be able to uh be able to just you know distinguish and recognize and see if you're you're pushing yourself over the limit not only on, top, on, on on alcohol but it could be like fucking junk food it could be on porn it could be on anything that is overstimulating you because at the end of the day if you've been overstimulated the whole day and at the end of the day you come to terms you yeah. know you're just looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like damn i ain't shit <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah and, and don't, don't get us wrong it's like we you know dating's dating's still a good thing if you can do it right it's just like like out of us three right here i mean uh well 
Alex, and we, well, we call him Ponce, just just in case you ever hear me say Ponce every once in a while. But he has a girl. I mean, Luis had a girl at a point. I had to start talking to girls at this point. But the thing is, it's just kind of like, like you said, like it, it's it's so toxic at the point where we're kind of scared to leap and try to jump back into it, right? Because there's no rush. But the thing is, it's like it's there's always that one relationship that kind of like brings you back, and you're like, nah, like. I'm scared this is going to happen again. I'm scared I'm going to do this, you know. And don't get me wrong. It's not all just one-sided. I snap back. But the thing is, to be honest with you, I didn't snap back like that, you know. But it's mm-hmm. it's it's mostly like you always got that one thing that you can remember that kind of pulls you back. And then that's why I feel like Dang. in our generation right now, that's why we're also dating in Gen Z is so hard because it's like, oh, let, tell me you haven't heard this one. Oh. I'm not ready because my you know, my last relationship it just wasn't good. It was just so toxic, and I can't trust. I can't trust again, yeah, and uh, yeah. it's gonna take me a long time to trust you. It's that. It's that whole. Mon- fuck your trust. It's, like, <laughs> yeah, you it's, know? That, it's that whole mantra about uh, hurt people. Hurt yeah, people. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, oh, I'm hurt. Yeah. What's well, like what the well the study shows that Gen Z is the loneliest generation in America. Lonely. Yeah. Think about it. We don't even want to get married. It's like it, it, it's sad because it's like. You know the the millennials is like marriage. You know sticking together. You know and millennials don't even want to get married. They don't even yeah. want to get married. You know Gen, Gen Xers. Yeah, yeah. Gen Xers. Gen Xers. Um, fucking boomers. Those yeah, fucking. Yeah, they're doing that. And then you see you see millennials starting to get divorces, and then you see Gen Z just like now nah, we're good. Like <laughs> we're good. We'll mess around. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think the rate is like. <laughs> What is it like? Two out of three marriages fell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bill Burr talks about. It. He's like, "Why the fuck are people still getting married? Like, if you heard that two out of three parachutes don't open, would you still go skydiving?" <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but no, like, uh, honestly, I want to get married. I'd like to get married with my girl eventually. Me too. And uh, whoa, if but, you're like, hearing this, you said it. If, you, if, you, if you're hearing this, never. <laughs> no, I'm saying. <laughs> But I mean, like, I think like um, it's it's very interesting. Like, my dynamic is a lot different. You know, I obviously went through like that whole everyone, yeah, everyone's you know, have, yeah, tight fa- that that I, that tight phase. Um, but like uh, uh, with my girl, the way the way that we met was very unorthodox. It was very it was like an organic relationship because we were like coworkers. There was no like interest. Mm-hmm. I mean, no like no like because like I guess like right now like if you what I would say girls feel like that guys want all the time is just to get in their pants right mm-hmm. and what most guys especially if you're like going through tinder want to do is you just want, you know, you just want to get a body record and shit <laughs> right and there's like that whole it, it it starts out very aggressive and uh the way that me and my girl did it we're like we were just friends we were friends for a very long time yeah. we were smoking buddies we used yeah. to like smoke and shit and go to the gym and then that grew into something you know but like from it started off from a very very amazing synergy between both of us you know it was all very organic it was just a fucking it was a coincidence and that coincidence just turned into something beautiful and uh just more investing and more time into it has made it something great you know and and i feel like the trajectory that we're on like we're gonna get married and shit yeah but that's not the truth for a lot of people and that's not the truth because exactly because it's hard for people to meet people you know that's why apps are so easy to hop on like tinder and bumble you know mm-hmm. but then the first impression that you get from a lot of these apps is uh well it's with the whole hookup culture like this person's just trying to fuck yeah, yeah. you know and uh because uh this sunny was telling me this sunny's our friend sunny is our friend uh <laughs> you'll meet him soon <laughs> oh, shit, i should have dropped the name <laughs> it's all right that's not his all real right. name <laughs> <laughs> it's not his real name. No, Sonny was telling me, he, he's telling me about like this girl that he met on Tinder and, and they had pretty good energy. And then he dropped this girl. And then I, I was like, well, why'd you drop her, bro? He's like, and then he said part of the reason was that like, he's like, you know, he's like, it's kind of weird, you know, he's like, I didn't like want to introduce her people. And then people would be like, well, how'd you guys meet? And then he'd be like, well, we met on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, feel, I feel like that's more common though nowadays. I, I really don't know, bro. Like, uh, all the stories yeah. I've heard about it is just It's, it's true, yeah. I, I don't, don't know, know of anyone that's, like, actually dating, like, yeah. dating for a long, long term yeah. on but Tinder. It's it's good that, you know, you have this perspective so, you know, our listeners and stuff will be able to relate to what you have, right? And, like, oh, you know, I do want something like that. I want to, do, you know, I have feelings like that. It's just, we're what, well, we're male. We got 
we, we don't like to act like we don't like to show our feelings but you know it's, it's honestly it's like whatever at this point point. and like for me and louise you know we i mean we ain't gonna drop names or anything but we've always talked to each other we're like hey man we ain't going back we ain't going back we ain't gonna talk <laughs> hey bro i'm talking to this it's like what the fuck you know but like yeah, no. so we know what toxic is and it's not just them it's us too of going back you know what i'm saying well i mean in some cases it's like mine i my last relationship i dated this person for almost three years and then after that we didn't talk for about six seven months and then we had a whole year of on and off on and off on and off stage yeah yeah and that i think for me that was pretty toxic because in the end um i just saw that this kept going on and on and on and this person kind of like in the end she's like hey this is not gonna work out i was like okay you know what i need to block you because like this is like it's not even out of like, it's been going on no yeah, like no yeah, respect yeah. it's been going on for a year and you know it's, i think it's like keeping me away from actually like what Ponce said earlier like sometimes you just need that thing to sh- show like make yourself like your true self come out kind of like yeah so you know who you really are, you know, like, and I think this helped, like, this person, like, you know, I blocked her and everything, and she, she ended up texting me, hey, that's pretty childish, you, like, you blocked me on everything, I was like, well, look, in my eyes, like, it's not childish, yeah. you need to step away sometimes when you know it's not right, like, because, like, that's true, why, because why, we went, we were on and off, on and off, on and off, and blocking this person, like, you know, I still have respect for this person, I no hate, no nothing, and I still, like, I wish, I wish this person the best, and it's helped, it really did help, I, like, it's been a big uh, life change, I guess you could say for me. Yeah, going back to like because you mindset. can you can finally figure out what you want, right? You can yeah. proceed without feeling that you have to be attached back. But like even speaking on that, it's like <laughs> me and Louise have been friends since high school, and so the person he's talking about is I was talking to her friend, and you know we were basically all talking about the same time, and that's when I went on my mission, and it was you know from there i was talking to her came back i was talking to her didn't realize she had a boyfriend she told me she had a boyfriend what? yeah she, <laughs> after after maybe like six dates to be honest with you after six dates yeah so i mean if she listens Jesus to this she better Christ. not <laughs> but here's the thing i dropped it i was like okay whatever that 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 tore me apart right yeah then started talking to other girls yeah. went right back to her Fuck. and i was like hey you know and i was like i really like you and i said yes <laughs> and, she, and you know her boyfriend is in a different country and stuff <laughs> and oh, bro, bro, bro same thing this has been ongoing and it just ended probably two months ago Holy yeah just going Soya, yeah. what are you doing no bro i was whipped i was whipped over this girl i'm not gonna lie she done broke me but i became a sad boy but should we jump her? <laughs> but you know, it's Don't like, like it. I said, it's <laughs> evidence. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> no, but for reals, but uh, I respect her. Just like, you know, Louise said about his uh, past relationship. It's nothing disrespectful. And, you know, sometimes you think, oh, she's the one. She's the one you want to marry and everything. But, you mm-hmm. know, you got to let things happen. And, you know, for me, finally dropping it and stopping, it's like, hey, you know, I feel like I'm fully myself again where I can not feel so like you know stuck and don't get me wrong and she kept pulling me in like we were we were gonna have a chance and you know i was already whipped so i was like oh yeah yeah i'm not even gonna talk to a girl you got a boyfriend but i'm not even gonna talk to anybody because i'm dedicated to you (laughs) yeah but you know it's just like a fishing pool you reel it in you it's bait you know what i'm saying and i have to release it again and you out there again yeah yeah, I'm a sad boy, but yeah, that's crazy, <laughs> I'm, dude. I'm better, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> see, like, see, in our case, like, they're going on and off. That for us was toxic, but like, as Pond said, he's gonna, he, you know, he yeah, it's, sees it's beautiful. It's with still beautiful. Yeah. And, he, and didn't didn't you go through a little on and off stage too? Yeah, I, I definitely dealt with that manip- uh, not with my girl, uh, but I did deal with that like whole like little manipulation stage, um, like early on in my dating career <laughs> and i was like i was like 16 but luckily luckily i saw it like like within like a few months and shit like it was it was weird dude like this fucking girl had me bro we don't name any names but we all know who we're talking about <laughs> this fucking girl had me bro she fucking literally like she was suffocating my balls dude she's and like i couldn't help it bro i was just like all all, all over this girl for like like the first like three months of us dating and then like i started seeing like her little manipulation tactics and i was like huh exactly this fucking girl's playing me luckily i was able to pull away um 
and uh, it was weird because the dynamic switched you know because at first i was so about her that she was able to just play around with me and as soon as i, I backed away then dynamic switch where i could kind of do all this shit and she was the one supplicating more and yeah. then mm-hmm. and uh you know eventually that that really shit didn't work out but i was a you know in other uh once i was dating again um from that time um forward i was yeah. able to see that very quickly with people you know people that were like trying to manipulate you and shit and like it's it's i don't know some people were just manipulative manipulative like that you know and yeah. maybe it's fucking maybe it has to do with like their parents maybe their siblings maybe it's just something in their gene that makes them like want to fucking maybe keep it's control us that wants something. to just keep staying because and we that's, like that that's shit, true that's know? it but too being too available yeah. being too available allows you to be manipulated exactly. so you, you have to have a healthy amount of pullback and um and you know with my girl right now because we did break up a couple times and stuff because and, and our relationship has been like it's evolved in a lot of types of different ways but right now um you know there's there's a thing in in uh in relationships there's i guess there's three types of relationship styles there is uh codependence where you are complete it's like kind of like the honeymoon stage where you guys are just completely up each other's asses like you, like yeah. one of them farts and you think her fucking fart smell like flowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you guys can't get enough. Such of each a beautiful sound, <sighs> you know. <laughs> and it's almost like a like you lose yourself in this person, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you have codependence. Uh, you have independence, where you guys are kind of just like I, I, I would say these are like the the couples that have been married for like fucking like thirty years. Yeah, they just yeah. barely even talk to each other. They just have a household just because they have kids and uh-huh. they, they just don't even talk to it. And then you have interdependence, and interdependence is where you have like where each person has their own life they've got their own crafts going on they've got their job their career and their vocations and their hobbies and then at the end of the night they just come back to this this other person and they 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 pretty they have this beautiful beautiful synchronicity because they've both got so much going on in their lives you know and there has to be like that equivalence and i think that's where me and my girl are at right now you know and that's what we've talked about that the only way of us surviving going forward is we have to like keep on grinding and and on on ourselves and uh, (laughs) yeah you know is it that one yeah yeah free Uh, oh shit yeah well shoot bro i mean i think that was really good I mean, you probably don't want to hear more about us talking about dating, but maybe you do. Um, if you enjoyed listening today, fucking hell yeah, brother, you're going to freaking be a Gen Z writer. But uh, if you didn't like it and you still listen, fucking thank you still. But you know what? We uh, appreciate it. We'll be here next week for another episode. I'm Justin again. And this is Luis. And my name is Alex, and please leave us some feedback. Uh, we're, we're fucking noobs. We're super green. Pilot, yep. baby. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Yes, tuning in. sir. Thank you.